You're listening to Sips of Sanity, your toolkit for emotional and intuitive intelligence, or what we like to call the dirty work. Let's do it. Good morning and welcome Carmen Theobald. Thank you so much. We are going to be all smiles through this entire episode, I'm pretty sure, because it's been so goddamn long (laughs) since we've had someone physically in our house to record anything. Um, So it's it's a thrill to have a friend and a beautiful professional back with us. Mm, It's such a pleasure for me too. I loved recording with both of you over Zoom during the pandemic, and of course we're still in it, Um, but things have shifted enough that I am so, so happy to actually be sitting in the same room, looking directly into your Mm -hmm. eyes. It makes a huge difference. There's no lag. I know. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And you've got a really, really fun, thoughtful Sips series planned for us, so go ahead. Okay. So... First of all, just thank you so much for having me back for Sips. It's really mm-hmm. a fun, different kind of recording to be able to do with both of you. Mm-hmm. And this is connecting a bit to the Sips that we already recorded about the five roles of a master herder. But what I've done with the five roles, um, needing to find solutions in the work that I'm doing uh, and also really wanting to find ways to have concepts make sense to people for myself included. Mm. I've transformed the five roles into a couple of different things. Um, One of them is the five roles of self-care, which is Mm. how do we lead ourselves to wellness? Mm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're all relating to leadership, but just what are we really looking at? And I think maybe sometimes we forget about ourselves. So how are we leading ourselves there? But that's actually not what I want to chat about today because there's a different variation that I've also been working on and integrating with the different groups of people that I work with. Okay. And that is the five roles of co-regulation and de-escalation. Oh. I knew Karen was going to be so thrilled about this. So in this conversation. (laughs) All right, let's go. All right. So we're going to do one role per show. And um, we're going to start with the sentinel role. So for anyone who hasn't already listened to the other podcasts about the five roles, if you want to go back and listen to those, it would probably give some fun context, but I'll try to make these ones as self-sufficient, if you will, as possible. So they're really accessible no matter what you've listened to. So today we're going to start with the sentinel role. And the sentinel is all about perception in the present moment. So what are we noticing in the present moment? So for anyone who's unfamiliar with these roles, first I just want to share that they were originally created by Linda Kohanov, who's my instructor, teacher, mentor, colleague now. Mm -hmm. She's in Arizona. She's written five books, one of them being The Five Roles of a Master Herder. And she gave me permission to elaborate on these roles to kind of massage them and integrate these different pieces, sometimes using the same materials that um, she's already had in her books and in her presentations, but also creating some new pieces to go along with it. So when we think about the sentinel role, the role of perception, um, what do you guys think would be important about perceiving things in the present moment that would help with co-regulation and de-escalation? Can I go? So the first thing that comes to mind, and I know you'll correct us if we're like way off base here, is something that you and I do pretty regularly, and that's a five senses check-in. 
sometimes a sixth sense is checking. And in order, I shouldn't say and, in order to take in our surroundings, we look at the six senses to understand what's surrounding us and see if any of those things are causing us joy, see if those things are um, causing us stress, and then figuring out what we might need to do about that. But first, it's checking in to see how we're affected. So Kelly, you're talking about it's a self-check-in. Yeah. So then I will add to that, that in that observation role, once you do your own self-check-in, I'm wait. Let me add the emotional wheel to that. So that it's good. <laughs> let's throw in our emotional wheel, which anybody can get off the internet for free, right? Just Google emotional wheel, because you're going to come outside of those um, core six uh, words that describe what you feel on a very broad basis, which keeps you in your soup. And I'll just call it in your pea soup because that means lots of fog, right? Oh, well, that's like a, that. that's an old expression. Driving in the in the pea soup, meaning that you're driving your car in the fog. She Have you heard this date, before? No, she just dated herself. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine with me. I love it. So, just meaning that if you're sitting in sad, mad, angry, disgust, you know, surprise, uh, surprise that and there's one more, um, that you're not really getting deep enough to your level of awareness as to really um, what's motivating your thoughts and your actions, and your conversation. Yeah, 100%. And I love that you're both immediately going to the sentinel role. What are we perceiving about ourselves? What are we perceiving about our senses, about our emotions, getting more clear about what's actually going on within us? And I think when we're talking about things like co-regulation and de-escalation, it's really when we're with others, not always, right? Because But co-regulation is really with others. Um, but we can regulate ourselves and de-escalate ourselves. And honestly, it's completely impossible to co-regulate or de-escalate someone else or with someone else if we're not starting from there, where exactly both of you went, which I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I just think about, you know, if I'm if I'm walking into a conversation with you and I haven't checked in with myself to see, you know, how did my morning go? What, you know, what kinds of things affected my mood this morning? You may open up with some very well-intended statement and I might take it the wrong way because of where I've been previously in my head, my heart, my experience. But if I'm de-escalating or checking in with myself first, self-regulating, I can perceive what you're offering in a very different way because I can remove myself or get out of my own way. Exactly. How do you think this role of perception in the present moment would be important when we're taking notice of the other person involved? Yeah, you know, well, if we're really tuning into ourselves, we're not willing, and I'm going to say that we're not willing to project it. Mm -hmm. We're not willing to make what we feel somebody else's story and then attack them for it. That's huge. I can't even count in my last few days, how many times that exact thing was so important mm. and would have created astronomically dysregulated situations if I let the story that was my own completely project onto someone else. Mm -hmm. Especially if you live in a constant state of anxiety. If you do, and people, we all know this, people pleasers, bullies, narcissists live in constant states of anxiety. 
So when they live in that space, they're always willing, and that's why I'm using that word willing, they're always willing subconsciously to project that onto someone else. Yeah. And this is a really important piece. You're talking about anxiety. Um, And I want to weave in a couple of pieces about the five roles as a concept so that listeners can understand um, what I'm about to say next. And so the five roles, we all have them within us. No one is the sentinel. No one is one of the roles that we're going to talk about this upcoming week. We all have them within. It's more about how are we balancing them within us? Sometimes we choose to really abdicate or completely remove that role from our life, not stepping into it, even when it's actually really necessary. So what we see with these five roles is when we're not using them in balance for whatever reason, and understandable reasons, sometimes these roles were reflected back to us or shown to us in really unhealthy, toxic, abusive ways. So Mm -hmm. we've stepped away from it completely, even if it's not serving us to not use that role we're stepping away because it's so uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. it's bringing up so many memories and really activating. Mm -hmm. That said, learning how to strengthen our muscles with all five of these roles is really key to having a fluid use of them in our life, which will really help bring us to a healthier, balanced place no matter what we're doing. Whether that's leading others, whether that's leading ourselves, whether that's talking about more high tension situations like conflict and dysregulated moments. So whatever it is, we all have these roles. We can all learn to strengthen them, even if we're really uncomfortable with one of them. But we can also overuse them. Yep. So when we choose not to step into certain roles, we're going to overuse others because that energy and power and all the things are going to go somewhere. And so other roles are going to kind of be over-exaggerated. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about anxiety, I also think about the sentinel challenges, right? We're talking about strength when we first started, really noticing these things within ourselves, helping Mm -hmm. with co-regulation, de-escalation. But the sentinel, if it's overused, can also hinder that. So if we're hyper-vigilant, if we're hyper-aware, if we're not in balance with the other roles that we're going to talk about, we're going to have a lot more things like anxiety We're going to be hyper-focused on our own story and think that, of course, it's everyone's story Mm because it's mine and that's all I can see. I, You know, I love that you're bringing up this example because I hear from a lot of people, uh, they label themselves empaths because they're in an overuse of the sentinel role. Mm. And everything that you just said about assuming their experience is another person's, they, they live in a state of anxiety saying, I feel everyone else's stuff. When really what's going on is that it's their own anxiety from being out of balance with the different characteristics and qualities that we do naturally all embody or have the ability to. Exactly. So when I think about um, some positive uses of the Sentinel, just to add to what we were already talking about, I also think about, you know, people's stories and how important it is to notice the person in front of us or the horse or the cat or dog or whoever it might be, what their history is, what the context is, what certain um, differences in life and privilege and understanding the world might be present so that it's really something that's part of our present moment awareness of that moment together. And I think when we forget those pieces 
we're going to inadvertently dysregulate the other because we're not opening up enough to that awareness of really who is in front of us. Mm. Before we wrap up this Sips of Sanity about the sentinel and its uses for co-regulation and de-escalation, I'm going to bring in one, a couple more challenges um, when we're overusing this role. So when we're overusing this role in a situation that's dysregulated with another, mm. it could be really easy to be looking for faults, mm. to be looking for places to speak mm-hmm. instead of looking for places to listen. It can be really easy to um, look at ourselves with such a critical eye and be noticing ourselves with that anxiety. But I just wanted to elaborate and really expand it to say, you know, watching ourselves with this abusive eye of waiting to bully ourselves. So how we use this role, just like any of the others, is so dependent on how much we're in balance with the rest of the roles. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love this. Me too. So anybody listening today that is listening to the show for the first time, we want to throw you back to, we don't want to throw you, but you know what I mean. Gently walk you back. (laughs) Okay. We want to remind you that Patricia Evan writes a book called The Verbally Abusive Relationship on those 15 forms of abuse. And it's important to know that in that book, she talks about how you use the 15 forms of abuse to self-abuse. And that's what you're talking about. So if somebody says, well, that's really good and interesting, but how the hell do you do that, Carmen? That book will help you. And what will also help is learning more in depth about the other roles Mm -hmm. so that we can Mm -hmm. intentionally notice them with this helpful sentinel and notice the other roles when they're being used well so that we kind of create a catalog in our being, in our brain, but not just our brain, right? In our whole body to Mm. embody the other roles in a healthy, balanced way. I love, Kelly, I refer to you all the time in the workshops that I run, in the work that I do, your um, concept that you share with us about crowding in behavior. Mm -hmm. When we think about the challenges that might come up with any of the roles, I want that to be an important, good to know, Karen, thank you, (laughs) (laughs) Right. but not get stuck there. Mm -hmm. Good to know, okay, what's the role that's going to help me balance this out? Or what are the few roles that I can strengthen to help balance these challenges out? So crowding in the roles that maybe we're not using quite enough. Wonderful. So I want to do um, a plug because it's our show and we can. Uh, Carmen, can you talk to us about your course that you've designed? I would be happy to. Um, So I was mentioning at the beginning of this show that another version of these five roles that I find extremely helpful in my own life and that I've seen really have meaningful impacts with others. Oh, meaningful is just so understated. Can we call it transformative? (laughs) Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Call it what it is, lady. All right. Well, I created an online course that's automated so that people can do it anytime, anywhere. And it's called Beyond Self-Care Transformational Program. Mm -hmm. So it's a five-week course and it's got um, the meat of every single role of how do we lead ourselves to wellness with their help, as well as multiple activities, visualizations, Mm. gratitude practices, a wellness plan that's rooted in the five roles so that it helps walk you through how do we use these roles to really 
guide ourselves to a, a healthier version of ourselves. And speaking of regulation, um, I love that you have designed this course that they can't move ahead more than one week at a time. I thought this was uh-huh. brilliant because when we are lacking in self-care, we, we really step into that all or nothing mindset. And so I even found myself sitting down being like, hey, I'm going to hammer this course out in a day. I want all this good information. It's going to be so fun. And it was, it was a good intention off the top of my head, but then it was like, what? No, that's not what self-care is. This is an overuse in one day, and then I'm going to go into nothing for the next six. So I got to the end of the first sentinel roll, and it was like, your next, your next thing comes out on you know, the following Tuesday. And I was like, that's probably for the best. <laughs> Way to go, Carmen. Good foresight. Thank Good you. honesty. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Good self-awareness. I like that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That said, people don't have to follow along every single week. I understand how right. life gets busy, and that's one of the benefits of this course. When you sign mm. up, you get lifetime access. So you can also pick and choose when it works for you and actually have it fit into your life in a healthy way. And you don't have to commit to all the activities. Really, if you're just doing the core of this course, maybe picking one thing that is going to add to the self-care and a deeper understanding of the role, it's about 45 minutes per week. So I think that's pretty digestible. It's less than one of your favorite shows on Netflix. So love it. Um, mm. Yeah, I really hope that it can help a lot of people because I've really seen how these tools have been foundational and transformative in my own life uh, to do all the things I'm doing. I wouldn't be able to run Horse Sense North and be a farrier and do all this stuff. And I'm probably overdoing it still, but thank goodness for all the things in this course that I've used for me. Excellent. Okay, and and then more excellency is you've made us an affiliate. So what we're going to do is we're going to post the link to Beyond Self Care course that you've got, and any one of our listeners can join through that link. Fantastic, excellent. We've got four more shows, um, so we're going to sit tight and learn about the rest of the roles. All right, we'll see you next time with the Nurture Companion. Thanks for listening to Sips of Sanity. Catch the full monthly series on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo.